0: The Arizona Coyotes are finding ways to win these last these last few days, including a back-to-back win over the weekend over the Detroit Red Wings and the Los Angeles Kings. Talk about both those games. So talk about what stood out as well. Let's take a look forward to upcoming this week. The Coyotes and the Oilers rematching back in Arizona. Can they keep up the winning ways? We'll talk all about that on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes It's Robin and Carl.
1: Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Okay, welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Robin Leonio, Carl Pavlik right beside me. On this Tuesday, it is November 23rd. Hope you guys are all doing well. I, I know I'm doing. I'm doing pretty well. I had the weekend off. Uh, I had. I spent some time with my family. Um, they visited Tucson. Uh, first time they came to Tucson in quite some time. Uh, so um, I was excited to just take a relaxing weekend. I felt like I needed it. But Carl, you were out watching the games and seeing. The, uh they won, but still seeing the torture that the years and the coyotes have just not playing great. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, the coyotes won, and I was very happy that they won. uh when we were talking about it, I don't think we expected them to win both games, uh, and we generally tend to be pretty optimistic about the team's chances, I feel. Um, so yeah, it was great to see them win. Uh, they weren't the most complete wins that I've I've ever seen. Um,
0: But, yeah, like you said, they're finding ways to win. Finding ways to win. There. Here's, the, here's just the way to put it. They are on a four-game point streak. Yep. Seven points out of a possible eight in the last four games. A win over the Blues, a shootout loss to the Blue Jackets, and then a back-to-back wins over the weekend. Detroit Red Wings and Los Angeles Kings I don't know what this what they're doing because obviously, like we said, they're not playing perfect. They're making a lot of mistakes. And it's just there's no offense on either side, obviously. That's maybe that maybe that's why they're lucky, because the offense of the Red Wings and the offense of the uh, of the Kings were just as bad. I mean, it could be. Uh, I I do find that,
1: you know, when the season started, the coyotes had a really big string of bad luck. And sometimes you get that balanced out with a string of good luck. So the Coyotes were able to catch, you know, two opponents who are maybe on like a, a downslope uh, and take advantage. But, you know, we, one of the things we like to say in sports is you make your own luck. Um, so the Coyotes are doing something right. At least uh, I feel like they are a more confident team as of late. Uh, there's always kind of a standout, really cool moment in each game now. Uh, I think they've just kind of bought into a Bears system.
0: Yeah, and it definitely seems that way, obviously, um, that they're starting to catch up just a little bit. Obviously, there's still a lot to be taken care of for this team. You know, like you, like you were saying, that this is a case where they're getting more string of good puck luck rather than the bad puck luck to, be, to, to, to the beginning. Um, but they still, they still have a long way to go. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, like, they definitely need to work on discipline. They're still taking way too many penalties. Uh, they're still taking, like, penalties at very inopportune moment, moments. Uh, like Phil Castle taking a penalty in the first 20 seconds of a game over a period that when you're down 1-0, can't do that. So, like, they have some habits they need to break. But the team's doing well. Uh, I don't expect the the win streak or the point streak to necessarily continue for much longer. But I think they've done like enough right now that we're going to see the building blocks of the success that the team does have this year.
0: Let's talk about some players who uh, who stood out um, against the Red Wings. Obviously, you had your two goal scorers. Um, you had Ryan Zingle and uh, and uh, Clayton Keller. Um, let's talk a little bit about Zingle cuz you know, this is his first week back after, you know, a pretty brief injury and he's been performing.
1: Yeah. Uh Dezingle, like it it was weird because I don't think we ever really knew what happened to cause that injury. Uh I don't think it really confirmed too too much what it was. Um uh, it sounded like I I think I read somewhere that he had been in pain leading up to it and that was just kind of the breaking point, which I mean it kinda of makes sense now that like he's just ready to play and he's he's coming out big. Um I think he's looked good. And I, I think the the goals are kind of rare moments of offensive flurry, but I think he's been a, a solid contributor.
0: Absolutely. And then the other one I want to mention is my boy Kyle Cabal Bianco. I
1: uh, uh that uh the overtime winner. I, I know you didn't you didn't get a chance to watch, but did you I see saw that the highlight? highlight. I saw yeah. the
0: highlight. Saw it go off the off the crossbar in and back out hitting the paint. It, it in real time it was very hard to tell what went in.
1: Yeah. Like it, and I was looking at it because people were like, "How could the ref miss that?" And I'm like, "Looking at that angle, I could see why they would miss that. In real but- time
0: it's hard to, it's it, it's hard to make that call. But luckily, yeah. they sounded the horn to be like, "Hey, nope, this this game's over."
1: Yeah, the uh, I, I'm really glad Vemelka had made that save, uh, just because like it wouldn't have counted, like the uh, the they wouldn't have won that game, but it would have made the fans really pissed and like mm-hmm. in a not cool way. Like that's just a that's just a a sore a bad way to lose a game, Unlike... like. A goal that was missed—you don't see that too often.
0: No, you don't. And um, it's, yeah, it's it's a pretty interesting. I mean, like you see this g- kind of thing happen, you know, in games not often, but you ha- you see it happen. And the game it gets stopped, and they look the refs look at it and they're like, okay, that's a good goal, and then they'll go straight to the, um, you know, the the review monitor, and it's like, oh, we actually have a good goal yeah everything like that and then like it's like it's a whole process takes like two three minutes long this one is like sound the horn nope good goal everyone leave yeah i mean like
1: we do see this happen like we will see the occasional like missed goal but it's normally not in sudden death overtime
0: yeah that too (laughs) that made
1: it like a completely different situation like if it's during a game like they can just kind of figure that out uh but like this is like the end of the game like this is the deciding factor so like you need to make sure that that gets done like just quickly and be like yep nope it's over
0: yeah so good good thing uh um that uh they got a chance to to uh to take a look at that in much slower time as as the game was going and then once they found it out sound of the horn game over and again it was it was it was pretty funny seeing all that, all that go down and again, mm-hmm. I watched the highlights, but still was like, wow. Uh, what a what, what a way to get a game winner for <laughs> Kyle Cabo Bianco, too.
1: Yeah, it, it was a really nice shot. Uh, his first career game-winning goal, um, which very cool. Uh, probably also his first overtime goal. Uh, I, I don't know that for sure, but I'm just going to put money on it because he doesn't have that many points in the NHL. And I I would remember if he had like an overtime game winner, Um,
0: but he's talking about him.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things that sticks out because it comes up in like every article you write. Where you're just like, uh, against the Detroit Red Wings, this massive moment that we all collectively share. Um, Although if he does have one, I'm gonna be very embarrassed now. Um, But he's looked really good since coming back from injury. Like it, it's crazy at how injured this team was to start the season and how injured they still are. Like we still don't know what what's going
0: on with Jay Beagle as of this recording. Yeah, we don't know what's going on with Jay Beagle and um that just adds on to the list of everyone else who's injured. We talked about the players who are out for the rest of the season. Um speaking of I don't think we mentioned that uh you know um last like last week we did mention Tim was out for the rest of the season but we it was confirmed after we went, underwent surgery. And you see, uh, did you see the uh, that same tweet? Who also is out for the rest of the season? But this is in Tucson's side.
1: Oh yes, um, Liam uh, Kirk, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, so very unfortunate. Like his first professional year. Like you would really hope that like he'd get some kind of luck, but but no. Sideline for the entire year. That's
0: uh, just rough. Absolutely, um, but again, it's, it's good to see that the players who are coming back are making a contribution. You know, Alex Galchenyuk, Kyle cabo Bianco, Ryan Dezingle after his brief injury, like you know, it just looks like it's okay. Things might not be as gloomy. They're still. We know this team is still bad. Yeah, but we obviously we see that. Glimpses of what this team can potentially be later yeah. on, later down the road.
1: There, there's some uh, silver lining, some uh, some solid play, uh, and the team's gonna uh, the team's gonna win a couple games. Don't worry if you're if you're worried about the the lottery, they'll they'll get back to losing very soon. Um, but for now, they, they've won a couple. They've shrunk together
0: a nice little point streak, um, and don't be afraid to enjoy it. I do want to point out that um, as of this recording, obviously there can be a change in the standings by the time you guys are listening to this, but as of this recording, the Arizona coyotes are not last in the National Hockey League,
1: which is honestly like you say that, and it's so crazy, given how historically bad the coyotes started this. I know. It's like... Like, that That just goes to show, like, how, like, just... If one thing had gone differently, we wouldn't even be talking about that right now. But the Coyotes are straddled with this kind of, like... It is tied for themselves and another team that is tied to a pandemic, like... In the worst starts by an NHL franchise, just crazy.
0: Absolutely. If if they are able to keep their um, point streak up and Seattle loses more, then they can move up one more spot. Obviously, d- is it going to matter? Because this team's still going to keep losing, and they're still probably going to end up getting a top three pick anyways. But
1: yeah, it, and it's a long season. They're going to lose a lot more. Like, uh we will, I'm sure, be talking about it soon. Uh, but I, I don't like their chances in the next game.
0: No, I do not like their chances in the next game either. But we can get to that in just a sec because we are, um, running a little over time on this segment, so we will get to that very shortly. But first, we got to get a uh, couple words in. So, anyways, it's okay, guys. It is that time of year, Thanksgiving. Where we get all the goods and treats, plenty of them. Maybe you get you want a yummy dessert. It isn't so full of calories and sugar it's maybe you want to get a built bar the perfect new holiday dessert something feel something delicious feel something and feel good about it one slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories and that is on the low end most built bars are only 130 calories only four grams of sugar with plenty of protein covered in 100% real chocolate built is a great option for when you're hungry Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Built Bar or two. New surprises all month long. Limited time flavors arriving at Bilt.com regularly, so be sure to check the site often. There is nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday, so mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. And guys, you know, that is, that is coming in just a couple days. So go to Bilt.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you get 15% off your order. Once again, go to LOCKED15 and get 15% off at Bilt.com. Okay, so back here on Locked On Coyotes, as we get it ready to take a look ahead for the Arizona Coyotes on Wednesday. So tomorrow, by the time you guys are listening to this, they will be hosting the Edmonton Oilers, who, if you've been watching, Carl, Connor McDavid is just doing some Magic Man shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've I've seen the highlights. It's it's very fun to watch. He's doing it uh, every freaking game.
1: Yeah, uh, it it's crazy. Um, it is. Um, it it's gonna be a rough one, especially when you go back and look at the first time the Canadiens played the Oilers this season, which I think was probably one of their worst efforts.
0: I've got the uh, I got the receipts. <sighs> Here is uh at at the end of period two. Yep. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> and it, it got worse. Yes, five one was the final score of that game, by the way. Yeah. Uh I think just I'm gonna go out of limb here
1: and say that special teams are gonna be very important for this one. Oh, um yeah. Big time. Which uh, is going to give the Oilers a pretty massive advantage. Um, in the last game, just they had uh, the Oilers had two power play goals and a shorthanded goal, so that's fun. Uh, the Coyotes have gotten better on the PK. They've gotten better on the power play, but they started so low that even as they've gotten better, I still don't trust them to go up against like a really good. Power play unit.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be difficult because yeah, it's, if the just keep taking as many penalties as they do, it's just not going to look good.
1: Yeah, like the the team's discipline is definitely a real area, and it's like the like the one thing that seems like somewhat in their control uh, to correct because. The team definitely takes a lot of penalties because they are not as skilled of a team. They get beat, and when you get beat, you take a dumb penalty. Um, but they could, they could reduce it a little bit, and it could, it could probably give them a few extra wins. Um, and if they can't control it, like tomorrow, or yeah, tomorrow when you're listening to this, then it's gonna be tough for them to walk out with a win.
0: Yeah, it will be definitely hard. Um, so, even though we're not in our full preview yet, I can, I, I can, I can, I, I can tell you right now, the, coy- the the Coyotes' point streak ain't gonna continue.
1: Yeah. Although let's let's be fair to the Coyotes. I think something that's been really big for them lately is they've been getting really good goaltending. And
0: yeah, it's given just, that- that's true.
1: We now have wins for for both Wedgwood and Vimalka. Like, hey, that could potentially be something. We've seen goaltender steal games before.
0: We have. Um, Obviously, I think Wedgwood's going to be the one in this game. Yeah. But it'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh,
1: I I definitely think just because Wedgwood's got more experience. uh, Vimalka just played in the last one. It makes absolute sense to put in Wedgwood. And I don't think he is the best goaltender to put in against the Edmonton Oilers in the league, but he's the best Coyotes' best chance for for a win.
0: I mean, to be fair, the Coyotes just just don't have good goaltending right now. I mean, in in the upper, um,
1: in the grand scheme of things, they do not have proven good goaltending. Yes. Uh, because I do think that Wedgewood has been really relaxed and calm with the Coyotes. Um, it'll be very interesting to see if that continues.
0: Yeah, oh, I'm I'm, I'm curious to see how um, you know how different this game is going to go than the last. Obviously, I think it will go very differently. It's not going to be a five to one again.
1: But- yeah. Do you think because the Coyotes have been playing
0: pretty tight? Do you think they can like
1: tighten things up that much against the uh, Oilers and limit them to two or three goals?
0: It's possible.
1: Hmm.
0: I think maybe three goals max.
1: Yeah. I that I think they would really need to work very hard to keep them to like two to have like. This is all, real
0: and, and this is all given Conor McDavid doesn't do his Magic Man shit. Maybe yeah. he still does. And it's still... I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of
1: where the Coyotes are at right now. Uh, it, it'll be tough to... Uh, if Conor McDavid starts doing anything, I don't know who's going to stop him.
0: No. I don't think anyone can. Especially... I mean, did you, you need to trust that defense? Uh it's not terrible, but it's not yeah. good.
1: Well, I, I do wonder, because uh, we've been getting a lot of, like, Chikrin Labushkin, if they could maybe, like, shut things down effectively just by going, like, pure defense, um, which we haven't really seen Chikrin have too many chances to, to do too much in the offensive zone. So, yeah. If you could shut down McDavid and then maybe get some secondary scoring from your Capobiancos, your DeZangles, then eh, you got a shot.
0: Maybe get uh, get some more point scoring from Shane spear.
1: Yeah, he was. Uh, I don't think he, he registered a point in uh, the game. And, sun,
0: and Sunday he was. He got an assist in the game tying goal. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but just one. He's starting to, like, slow down a little bit, considering how much he accounts for the Coyotes' offense. Uh, He really needs to, like, pick up his pace. Uh, I'm joking, of course. He is doing more than enough for this (laughs) team.
0: Uh, Don't you just love it that the uh, team's leading point scorer is a defenseman?
1: Yeah, which... uh, I have always said, like, I have been following this team with Oliver Ekman Larson and Keith Yandel on it. I am used to the number one point scorer being a defenseman.
0: Also, remember, I'm from San Jose. I grew up watching, like, even the last few years, Brett Burns and Eric Carlson.
1: Yeah. It's funnier that the Coyotes' leading point scorer is a guy that they got for free,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> who they were actually paid to take off uh, Philadelphia's hands. Uh, I saw a tweet that he has like more points than it was like Yandel and like three other Flyers players combined. I'm like, yeah, that's fun. That's really fun.
0: Yeah, maybe we should bring on Rachel Donner from uh, from Lockdown Flyers just to kind of poke fun.
1: Yeah, just be like, hey, we gotta gas He's doing great. He really seems to like it here. Uh <laughs> they're, seems playing the each, they're
0: play uh, they're playing each other again on the uh on the eleventh. Yeah. So who knows? crossover. There we go. More teasing crossovers, because you know, that's what makes this that's what makes this job fun.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Getting a chance to talk to someone and uh Tease them about Shane Goss's yeah, Best absolutely. part of uh, podcasting,
0: absolutely. But I think we still got more preview to get to. Not just, of course. What we're going to do now is actually let's take a look at the rest of the coyotes. What's going to be coming up the next couple of weeks for them? Because we got the holidays coming up, and maybe we are not. Maybe uh, some people are going to be having a couple of days off. Maybe this might be your last episode you want to listen to us until the holidays. Who knows what you're thinking? But because of that, we'll catch you guys up to speed with everything coming up. In the next couple of weeks, all of that coming up in just a sec. But first, this time, Carl, that's up to you.
1: It's Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means: football. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. BetOnline has you covered on all holiday season uh, with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head over to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code locked On to receive your bonus. Um, and it's not just football. Uh, Bet Online has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports bet online we're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving
0: I don't know about you Carl I'm excited for college for college basketball
1: uh, I don't particularly partake too much in college basketball um, but it is definitely something that I know people get excited about that is you
0: know, what, one reason why I can get excited about ASU loses, Arizona wins. See, when I went to ASU, I didn't
1: care uh, about anything but hockey. And ASU hockey had been better than the Wildcats for years at that point. So I was just enjoying it. And now they're not even in the same leagues.
0: Also, this weekend is the Territorial Cup, so... Yeah, I would be doing that all week long.
1: Uh, you're just trying to goad me into into this rivalry, and I will not stand for it.
0: That's yeah, I am. I will. I will keep doing it.
1: <laughs> but I am very selective about when I partake in the ASU U of A rivalry, um, and I don't. Uh, college basketball is one of those things where I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. Other people seem to enjoy this, but I'm too much of a hipster weirdo, too.
0: Yeah, well, football is coming up. It's going to be this week, so we'll see how that goes.
1: Uh, like it said, there is
0: a lot going on right now. If you like sports, this is always a very fun time of year. I love it. This is why, um, yeah, fall is great, although my favorite month in sports is April. Or no, March. Yeah, March, yeah April.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh. Sometimes it's May. Uh, I don't. The NHL postseason seems to get later and later every year.
0: Well, not just that. I mean, NHL postseason starts in April, but Uh, it's got everything else in April. uh, Anyways, let's get back on track just to finish things up. Coyotes got other stuff this, you know, next couple weeks. Rather than just the Oilers, they got the Stars. It will be on the road against the Jets on Monday. Um, they will be over in Minnesota. They got Vegas coming up to st- to start up December.
1: I can't believe they have another back to back.
0: It's crazy. Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. A Luckily, Monday it's not like like the, at least this week they don't because a lot of people have Thanksgiving days off. You know that Thursday, Friday. Sure, sure, but. Like, still,
1: more back-to-backs? Really? Yeah. Like, the the NHL schedulers did not do them any favors. Uh, so like,
0: what's the best way we can screw over the Ears and the Coyotes?
1: Yeah. And, and especially, like, I mean, I don't want to be too, too disparaging for the Red Wings and the Kings because uh, I root for the Coyotes. Uh, so I'm not allowed to look down on anyone this year. But they're not the Winnipeg Jets, and they're not the Minnesota Wild. It's just a different level team. Uh, it's going to be much harder for the Coyotes next week. That is very tough.
0: Not to mention, um, Vegas is finally getting their bearings. So that later, that later in the week, next week,
1: yeah, and any time like Vegas could be the bottom team in the NHL. And I would still be worried when the Coyotes play them, because it feels like that's just a a matchup that they're gonna lose mentally before anything else.
0: Ah, oh, you gotta make the most of the desert rivalry.
1: Yeah. yeah hopefully, one day it will flip, uh, but until then, uh, I do kind of wonder about Vegas' like long term pro- prospects. I I do kind of. Like because the Coyotes are in their rebuild. When that happens, what is Vegas's position going to be? Because they are in a pretty big like buy now phase. Like they don't. I don't know how long their window is going to be.
0: It will be interesting to see that. What about the most interesting thing on the upcoming schedule? Sure. They get the Stars this Saturday, and then on Monday, December sixth, again.
1: Yeah, that is, well, that's the that's being in the Central Division for you. We're not used to playing the Stars so much.
0: It's just interesting because I think that's the closest of two matchups between the same teams. We had the Blues the 16th and, what was that? Yeah, November 16th and October 18th. That's like a, a month apart. This is like two weeks. I
1: now you're just making me wondering when the next time we're gonna play the blues again. Can fans should circle all blues games.
0: <laughs> Not for a while. No. Not for a while. Oh my god! Not for uh, a-
1: April fourth.
0: Wow.
1: That's. So yeah, we're not talking about recent. Uh, but yeah, uh, well, I do think think that like one of the benefits to playing teams so close is you do get to know them a little bit better. Um, so I'm kind of curious to see what changes the Coyotes will make like after the first game uh, versus the the second game against the Stars. This will be another kind of. Interesting thing to see how Turnier responds as a coach. Um, just kind of like what kind of adjustments is he going to be making to his personnel? Although given the injuries, I'm not sure how much choice he's going to have in that. <laughs> like, I don't think he's going to have a lot of flex- flexibility in the coming months.
0: Given that too, I'm curious to see if anything, like obviously you don't want to, you know, jinx anything, but if anything else were to happen in those in just a couple of weeks going down the road yeah i i
1: I really hope the the team's bad luck has run its course it it often feels like this uh franchise is cursed but
0: it is a cursed team right now like let's be real
1: yeah but but they they they've had more than their share of injury problems these past couple of years so Hopefully this is this is it, and we don't have to deal with any major shakeups um, in the coming moves. Um, I'm still waiting to hear what happens with Beagle.
0: Yep, we still got a lot to get to, on a lot to figure out. I mean, about what's co- <laughs> what the and the Coyotes are going to be looking like injury wise, and if they're getting players back. But I mean, because what what was it like? Like, McCartney barely played a game before he got sent right back down when when Zingle came back.
1: I think the next person who's going to be returning is... Well, Strawman's been out. We haven't even really talked about that one. Uh, I'm not sure what's going to go on with uh, Larson and Ladd for the the COVID situation. Um, And then uh carter hutton and nick schmaltz are both expected in early december as of right now so we're going to be seeing like some people hopefully come off soon it'll be interesting to see how uh, how the coyotes respond uh the sooner schmaltz can come back the better because they're going to need help on center
0: yeah they're definitely i mean we've been talking about the coyotes and centers for how long carl
1: uh as long as we have been talking about the coyotes we have been talking about the coyotes and setters because as long as i have been talking about the coyotes i have been talking about the coyotes and setters
0: and i think it even goes before we brought you on as co-host and before that it just it's just <laughs> been a loop i think even then like i've had people like message me to, like you know before the, before the uh um before the draft when they're getting ready for trades they're like hey um what do you like what do you think the Coyotes um would be looking forward for uh Oliver Eckman Larson at the time like a, maybe like a prospect or like a draft pick in a center yeah and like I said like anytime someone asks, like and a center and a center and a mm-hmm. center
1: yeah it, a center has been what the Coyotes have needed for Ever, uh, it seems. And it'll be interesting to see. I think Barrett Hayton's been playing pretty well. Uh, Maybe a few years off from being that center, though. But uh, if you had doubts about Hayton going into this year, I think he may have, you know, assuaged some of those.
0: I'm not going to lie. I had some doubts about Hayton going into this year. I'm just like, keep him in Tucson based off what I saw last year, he's got a long way to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. and he's impressed. Yeah.
1: I think there's just something about like playing it, like actually putting the games in, like where you are able to just kinda go above and beyond. Um no, so, not,
0: yeah. not not only that is uh what, Talkett put Hayton on like what, the fourth line every time? Yeah. Like Hayton's getting the like what first and second line minutes?
1: Yeah. He's getting quality line mates. Uh, he's playing center, like his his natural role. Uh, I I like what they're doing with him, and I think he is like excelling well in the in the position they're placing him in.
0: Absolutely. By the way, we are actually out of time on this show, but be sure to uh, tune in tomorrow. We will go full preview for the O's and the Coyotes versus the Edmonton Oilers. Can they uh, continue their porn streak? If you heard from what we said today, it's unlikely, but we can break it down, see if there's anything we can get out of it. But that is it for today. If you like what you hear, don't forget to leave a review. We're available every week at your podcast, including now on YouTube. Also, um, don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash LockedOnCoyotes on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leone, but it's Robin with a Y underscore L E A N O Carl Pavlik is at Carl Pavlik F F H. In fact, let's ask a question you might have, we might answer them right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes Podcast. Thanks again everyone for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe stay out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy and don't forget the howl on. <laughs>